wellspring, matters of the heart in relationships. There is that one moment in life as a young person when the pangs of love grip you and your heart burns with love. At times you struggle with your relationship. You are vexed with what the future holds. What is the word of God to say concerning the matters of the heart in relationships? Join Reverend Nomatuturu on a weekly podcast as he shares practical lessons and a personal experience on love. Build a solid foundation for your love life according to the word of God, which is our light and lamp. Let's dive right in. Like a dove, when I found you, I found love. I'm very humbled to be here today to share the word of God with you, dear saints. This is part five of a series of teachings on mistakes made in singlehood, particularly mistakes made by young men. Last week, um, we looked at mistakes that young men make as they are at the searching stage of their life. Allow me to pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you today. We bless your name. We thank you for your goodness. We pray that the wisdom that comes from you is of peace. The wisdom that comes from above is of uh, grace. It is the wisdom that is peaceable, the wisdom that is also pure. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you. Amen. Last week, we looked at the mistakes that young men make. And amongst them, we said young men make the mistake of being carnal. They make the mistake of despising themselves due to their background mostly. The mistake also of being super spiritual. The mistake of going after strangers or, you know, wanting to court strangers. Many guys surround themselves with many girls. And we gave an example to say, when you look at King Solomon, he, in his is in his end of his life, the Bible tells us that at the end of his life, the many women that were in his life caused him to turn away from God. Today we want to look at further additional mistakes that young men make. Mistake number six: Most guys also undermine principles and go for preferences. For example, it's important. Uh, for a dear young man to value the character of a lady, not looks like we said. We said you value her behavior, not her interests. She may like what you like, have the same fashion sense that you also have, but what about her character? We said her character is what is important. The word of God puts emphasis on the character instead of on the outward appearance. When we read in First Peter chapter 3, verse 3 to 4, it's, you, you, it says our Outward um, adornment should not be what we are concerned about, but it must be the inward, the inner man, the inner man. When you look at the, the inner man, you look at the character in terms of her involvement in God's house as a young man. If you believe, for instance, that you have a call of God upon your life, you might be an engineer, an accountant, a, a doctor. Does the sister understand that today you have that profession, but in the years to come, you are a person with the call of God? God upon your life or you will get into uh, full-time ministry serving God. You must understand each other from the onset. 
you must understand each other from the onset. I remember one time a young man once shared with me that the two ladies he had approached had no interest in being pastor's wives. Meanwhile, the guy believed that he has a call of God upon his life. So for the two sisters that he approached, they indicated up front that, you know what, we are not interested. I, I, I have no interest of being a pastor's wife. So he said right away, he just stopped approaching them. So you might think you are losing out on time, but you are safer that way. Otherwise, when it comes to ministry, it's important to flow together. There is a limit to which you can pull through in ministry if the marriage is not working. Not even ministry only. I mean, if the marriage is not working, there is a limit to which you can pull even in other areas of your life. You can pretend to a certain extent because you have a dysfunctional marriage and you are hoping other parts of your life will work. But it's important that you flow together from the onset. You know, even when these young men see red flags, they ignore. They notice that the sister has some serious character flaws like being contentious, not very straight in their dealings. Or even when they notice she has no interest in divine things, at times they notice the, 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 the lady is a fleshly person. They ignore. Once a young man once shared with me again that he had to break a relationship with a young lady because she always insisted on mommy daddy business. For those who are not sure, you know what I'm talking about. Remember, the word of God says in First Thessalonians 5 verse 22, abstain from every form of evil. Some of these young people don't compromise your character. You must not compromise compromise your character on the basis of wanting to win someone for marriage. Don't compromise the word of God. Stand firm on the principles of the word of God. And worldliness at times is seen in the type of friends that someone has. You have people who don't honor God, who don't acknowledge God, who don't uh, prioritize the things of God. And honestly, where can those things get you to as a person? So Despite the red flags, young men mostly, they convince themselves that, you know what, I will change her in marriage because I'll be the head. Uh, You know, being the head will not cause a woman who does not want to pray to pray. It will neither cause her to want to read the Bible or to have an interest in divine things. So in other words, young men, headship cannot solve character issues. So because she looks what you want, likes what you like, you can't ignore principles of the word of God um, over what she wants or what you want. Luke chapter 12 verse 54 says, he said to the crowd, when you see a cloud rising in the west, immediately you say it's going to rain and it does. And when the south wind blows, you say it's going to be hot and it becomes hot. So you know many at times as a pastor, when you ask married people with challenges, they will tell you that I saw these things when we were courting or when we were in courtship. I thought he or she would change. It's only the Holy Spirit who can change a person. Listen, young people, when you see red flags, when you are still going out as a boy and girl don't ignore those things especially if they are fundamental issues in your life and don't tell yourself that i'll change him i'll change it you cannot change a person it's only the holy spirit by his power who can change a person mistake number seven 
Most young guys like dry cleaning. This is where you see a young man going out with an outright unbeliever or a new girl who has just joined the church who is not grounded in the things of God. They take advantage of the girl's ignorance of what is expected of them in terms of behavior in God's house. That is not good, my dear brothers. Don't stand at the church door and wait for every new girl who, who is uh, converted to Christ and straight away you strike on them. You know, you must give them time to grow and mature in the things of God. But now, hear what the word of God says. It says in Second Corinthians six fourteen, do not be yoked together with unbelievers for what is righteousness and wickedness have in common or what fellowship can light have with darkness what harmony is there between christ and belial or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever the word of god is asking you straight up front if you are a believer don't quote an unbeliever. And this is not judging, by the way, because many people say, ah, you are too judgmental. Hey, what people who are not born again and so forth. But it is the word of God and we cannot negotiate and argue with the word of God. Amos chapter 3 verse 3 says, how can two walk together unless they agree? It's the word of God. Why do some guys dry clean? It's at times because they fear commitment and the demands of Christian responsibility, which a mature Christian lady will demand. At times, these mature Christian ladies ask serious questions like, what is your vision? When are you planning to marry? Or let's go and see our pastors for counseling. Or many young men don't want that commitment and accountability. So when you see someone shying away from these things, you must must trade with caution, dear lady. When you see a young man who does not want cancer, who does not want to go to the pastor, who does not want your relationship to be known, you want to keep secret relationships, you must tread with caution, dear lady. Why? Because the word of God tells us in Proverbs eleven fourteen that where there is no guidance, a people, they, they fall or a, pe- a person falls, but in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. Young people, let's not run away from counsel. You know, one of the major causes of breaking down of marriages nowadays, especially for young marriages, is because young people, they run away from cancer. They don't want to be canceled. They don't want to listen to anyone. So now, if you get into marriage and you are someone who is blinkered, you have not received cancer, you must know that, you know what, at some point in time, because you have run away from cancer, those things will give you problems in your marriage. Because especially, the you know, it, it breaks my heart, the number of marriages that are in challenges but it's one thing is because people do not want cancel they despise cancel they despise cancel from those who have gone ahead of them they are church leaders they are their brothers and sisters in the lord they despise cancel from those who have walked the way and at the end they lead themselves to destruction you know when you look at ruth and esther Ruth was a young lady who took counsel from Naomi and her end was well. Esther was a young lady who took counsel from Mordecai and she was celebrated as a queen. How come nowadays we have young people who don't want counsel? Timothy was a young man who took counsel from Paul. When you read in 1 Kings chapter 12 verse 8, Rehoboam, Solomon's son, 
refused to take counsel from the elders. He only entertained counsel from his peers. And we know that at the end, the kingdom of Israel was divided into two because he refused counsel. May I say this to young people listening or who are under the sound of my voice today. If you are there and you are a person who does not want counsel either from your pastor, those who have gone the, the, the road of marriage ahead of you, you are, you are just a, a person of your own you you just listen to yourself and no one else know that you know what you are leading yourself to destruction because it's like you are going against the word of god that says in the multitude of counselors there is safety you must be a person who creates gradient for people to speak into your life don't destroy yourself don't destroy yourself. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 says, do not be overly righteous on your own. Many young people think they know everything. They go to Google, they go to Instagram, they go to Facebook, and those are their counselors. But you know what? You must be someone who is humble, who is able to take counsel from those who are ahead of you. So also committed ladies, they will not give in to fornication, understanding that it is against the word of God. Even in some traditions, you know, some traditions, you can't marry someone before you know them carnally. But as Christians, our standard is the word of God. Some guys do that because unsaved ladies or unborn again ladies, they will give in to lustful behavior, even in engaging in sex itself. But you must know as a Christian, if you tell yourself, I'm a Christian, I've been born again, I've received Christ as my Lord and Savior, that some of these behaviors are a no, 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 no. So young men, don't dry clean, don't sugarcoat salvation and say a person is good. As long as someone has not received Christ, your masters are different. They, your, your, your role models are different in life. Your masters are different because the Bible says that none of us is righteous, says the word of God in Romans 3.23. It says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So as long as someone has not received Christ, don't sugarcoat. There is none who is good, none who is righteous. Our righteousness comes only when we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior. Number eight, most young men tend to search for ladies who look like their mother. In psychology, this is called Oedipus complex. From a tender age between three and six, they are attracted to their mother, but later is attracted to women of like character, if you notice. Now, if the lady proves to be different from the mother, the relationship tends to struggle a lot and tends to struggle to pull through because the guy's expectations are what he grew up seeing in his mother. But may I say this? Now, Paul says, when we have come to Christ, we know no longer consider each other according to the flesh, according to the flesh. So young men, don't consider and look at that young girl according to the flesh to say, I want the standards that I saw in my mom. I want the dressing that I saw in my mom. Otherwise, you know what? Your relationship will be strained at the end of the day. Mistake number nine. Most young men tend to delay the issue of marriage till it's too late. Many who are professionals, I've noticed as a pastor, the experience I've had that many young men who are professionals, they take this thing long. They take long, delay the issue of marriage. They prioritize other things, especially their jobs. They are busy engaging jobs, especially those who move around the globe and forget that they would want to marry. So many young men always think they are still young. They will remain young forever. As we always uh, say that the moment you are born 
aging begins, you must know that, you know what, so as God helps you young men, consider the issue of marriage as much as you have your profession to develop your career, to work on, but also establish this part of your life as well. Some, of course, they delay marriage because they have no anticipation for the marriage itself. They are already indulging in the forbidden fruit <laughs> special we have a special teaching on fornication, engaging in sex before marriage. We have a special teaching on that, the implications, you know, the, the challenges that it comes with and so forth. So some young men, they will not have any anticipation because they are already eating the forbidden fruit. So they are not looking forward to anything. But I want to say that sex before marriage takes away commitment. Actually, one person once says that why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free? <laughs> Mistake number 10 as we conclude today's teaching. Many young men do not prepare and develop themselves for relationships, even for marriage as well. Proverbs chapter 6 verse 6 to 8 says, Go to the end, you sluggard, consider her ways and be wise. It has no commander, no overseer, no ruler, yet it stores its provisions in summer and gathers it, its food at harvest. Many young men do not develop themselves in terms of career. Maybe one did not have an opportunity to do school. They just sit, you know, they don't develop themselves business-wise. And in their normal livelihood, they don't. Nowadays, especially in our economy in Zimbabwe here, young men find an excuse for not doing anything. It's important to develop life skills. It's not about going to school only. Even if you have not gone to school, when God opens doors for you to go back to school, there's night school and so forth, distance learning and so forth. You cannot always give an excuse because of your background and say, I did not have an opportunity. I'm an orphan and so forth. God gives us opportunities to develop ourselves and life gives us opportunities to develop ourselves and be better people. So it's important to develop life skills. Life is not always about being employed young people. Do poultry projects, farming projects and prepare yourself for marriage life. So when a young lady is around, they delay proposing for fear of responsibility and in the process, they lose out on good girls. They are still thinking what uh, they are still thinking, what will I do with her? Hence, you know, some end up losing hope on relationships and marriage itself. They will be thinking, if I, I ask a girl out, where will I get the money to marry her? It's important then for young men to prepare themselves to be clear on how they will win the bread in the home. And also, finally, may I say, young men, it's important to commit your plans to the Lord to say as well that God knows that you would want to marry. God knows that you would want to get married. And it's important that, you know what, we commit our plans to the Lord. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3 says that commit your work to the Lord. Some versions say commit your plans to the Lord and you will be established. May I say that as you plan on your love issues, getting into a relationship putting plans to marry, God will help you if you have committed all your plans to him. He will provide for you. He will establish you. Thank you so much for taking your time to listen to this teaching. If you have been blessed, please don't forget to invite a friend. Don't forget to invite your workmate and ask them to su subscribe to this podcast and receive weekly teachings. Before I 
give our closing prayer. May I invite someone to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. This is the end of all men. At the end of the, our life, Hebrews 9.27, that for it is um, given that men should live once and die and thereafter face judgment. It has been appointed. So if you have never given your life to Christ, these teachings are not only coming to help you be a better person in life, but to be a person who has a relationship with Christ. Make this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I thank you for my life. I realize that I am a sinner. Forgive me and welcome me into the kingdom of God. I thank you for dying at the cross for my life. Receive me today and be the Lord and Savior of my life. Thank you. Thank you, dear beloveds. Allow me to close. Father, we thank you for this teaching today. We bless your name. We thank you for our brothers and sisters out there. Bless them. Help them as they build on foundations for their marriages or their love life, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you. Amen. Thank you so much for taking your time. Next week, we'll be looking at uh, questions that we have received from you, our listeners. Uh, Our session will be a question and answer session. I'm sure we will all enjoy. God bless you. Mm-hmm.